We're back with another episode. I'm going to be hosting today. My name is Kyle So Fetch Clifford. And I'm your co-host, Cassidy. And this, this is, is Date, Date Night. <laughs> She's laughing because I had to pause for a second and I was like, oh, what is Gretchen Wiener's line there and i couldn't remember it for some reason yeah. which obviously like it's the most iconic line right fetch it's not the most iconic <laughs> but we can argue that later yeah we'll, t- we'll definitely be talking about that later <laughs> so yeah obviously we saw mean girls this week that was the movie that we're gonna be talking about the musical not like the 2004 iconic version we yes. saw the new version yes. which by the way devastated that we weren't able to get the mean girls burn book Popcorn tin. I was yeah. crushed. <laughs> we also didn't look. I wasn't sure. Did you see anyone have one? I didn't see anybody have one. It was probably an, an opening night thing. I saw, uh, if you go to This Seat is Taken, that podcast, the host of that, Robert, he had me on his podcast. And that's how I know him. And he posted like two days after we saw it that he was there and he had the popcorn tin. And so I messaged him and I was like, I fucking am so jealous of you right now. Because we didn't even look because our line was out the door. Yeah. I got the tickets. I like scanned the tickets and we were in. I mean, I wasn't waiting in that line. Right. But like, I didn't see anyone even come into the theater physically with yeah. the tin. Yeah, I didn't see one. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves. We got to talk about our date night first. <laughs> we didn't even really have a date night. No. Because, ah, God, what is going on in the state? We had a massive storm on Saturday that flooded a majority of the coastal towns. Maine's taken a, a rough hit. So we had a storm, was it right before Christmas? No, it was after Christmas. No, it was right before Christmas. Oh, the rainstorm. Um, we had a rainstorm that hit central Maine really yeah. hard and yeah. like damaged a bunch of roads. It flooded a grocery store um, in, near your hometown, like yeah, right next to your hometown. A grocery store because everything on the, the river flooded and everything on the river just like got washed, washed out. And then we had the storm on Saturday and it hit the coast really hard. And so the coast we had, I guess there are some, they're called like fisherman shacks or something that have been on the coast of Maine for. Oh yeah. They're like iconic here. Hundreds of years. Yeah. Of years. And they all got washed away to sea. Yeah. Those videos were devastating. They all got taken out. And I guess they've been there for like 200 years or something like that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Just wiped out because of a, because of a rainstorm. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we're, we got a snowstorm two days after that. Like a lot of these towns were dealing with the receding tides and, you know, picking up with the pieces of what's left over to get bombarded with like six inches of snow. Yeah. Some places got nine inches of snow. Like, what is going on between the rainstorms, the floods and the snow? It's just, we couldn't do anything. I just felt bad for everyone who had to deal with it because we were lucky enough. We were very fortunate enough that it was just rain with a little bit of pooling in our walkway and that was it yeah like we are very fortunate we didn't have any flooding we're on so, high enough ground for yeah sure. we were on high enough ground but um no it's just it's just it's scary honestly like we we don't usually get rain and like floods not to this stuff. degree definitely not in the middle of january in maine like this weather is not normal for us and it just right. it freaks me out because i feel like we're sinking <laughs> yeah. I said that this weekend. Maine like, breaks Maine off and becomes sinking. an island. Like, you know, the Cal- California was sinking for mm. a long time? I don't know if that's still a thing, but they used to think that California was going to, like, break off. Yeah. It's happening to Maine. What if we just, like, float away and become our own little island nation? Because I don't think we'd, we'd, I don't think we'd float. <laughs> <laughs> Sink right to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> because of that, we were unable to have, like, an actual date night. Because it was just... It was shitty, and so we just stayed in, and we debated going to see Mean Girls on Saturday if the rain stopped. Uh, we did not, so we went Sunday, and that was pretty much our date night, was going to see Mean Girls on Sunday. Yep. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask, like, in the theater, at least I thought it was shocking at how young the audience was. I know, you were surprised. It was a ton of girls who were there with their parents. So, which means they're under the age of 13 or are around the age of 13. And I know this movie's PG-13. And that's why I say they were under the age of 13 or around the age of PG-13 age. But it just caught me off guard because my parents would have let me watch this as a 13-year-old. They didn't care. They are like, whatever. It's a movie. But for some reason, as an adult, watching kids watch this movie, which admittedly, it is a 
toned down version of the 2004 movie. So it wasn't as shocking, but I still was like, damn, these girls are young watching this yeah. shit. However, Kyle is notoriously bad for judging teenagers' age. I'm, ju- I'm bad at judging age, period. He thinks that teenagers are like 10 years old. And I think the girls that we saw that he's referring to were probably 15 or 16. They were with old. their mother and father. Maybe they don't have their licenses yet. No, but you could get dropped off at the theater. And, and as long as you're over the age of 13, you can get into that apparent. That's what I'm saying my, my my like surprise was, was how many parents were there with their children. Yeah. And I was just, I mean, I was shocked. And the mm-hmm. theater was packed. This was easily the biggest movie. Like, we sat in the corner, so it wasn't really like an issue for us. It's yeah. not like an issue if it's a crowded theater. But I just know that musicals don't always attract the most theater conscious people. And uh, this was fun. I think musicals are probably the more theater No, because musicals, people. they attract rowdy crowds that want to sing. Oh, that's true. And I thought that's what we were in for, but it ended up being fine. It's just that, like, I was shocked at how many people actually wanted to see this movie. I don't know why I was shocked. It's a remake of a, it's a musical remake of a classic, but I was. I was really shocked that, like, it was sold out three days after it opened. Yeah. It opened Friday, and they played it four times. It opened, it was on on Saturday. They played it three times. Sunday, they played it three times, and every single time I went to go look at the seats, sold out almost. Right. I'd say the draw was Renee Rapp, but I feel like, honestly, for those girls... They're a little bit too young for Renee Rapp, in my opinion. Yeah, that's agreed. No, 100% agree with you on that. Like, yeah. I was there for Renee Rapp. We were both there for Renee Rapp. Because, mommy. <laughs> um, but, that's yes. the real reason that I was so excited for this movie, is because Renee Rapp is just... There's one particular scene. Now, I'm I'm just a frumpy dude, okay? I'm I'm in no place to be critiquing anything. But I've always thought Renee Rapp's like attractiveness was in her voice and her ability to like sing and her I don't give a fuck attitude. Gotta tell you, there's a specific scene in this where she gets soaked with a sprinkler and I looked at Cass and I was like, I get it. Because she like embraced it and I was like, I I get it now. She is mommy. She is mommy. <laughs> and so that's why I was like, oh, everyone's gonna be there just to see Renee Rapp. But then I saw these Girls, they are teenagers, and I think Renee Rapp is a little bit... I think Renee Rapp may be a little bit young for me, but I felt like she's also out of their age age mm-hmm. range. Like, I feel like Renee Rapp is, like, 16 to me, 26. Yeah. I'm just yeah, I would agree with that. But, um... That's so who, I don't that's know why her, they were there. That's her target audience, because, I get what you're trying to say. Because even, like, Mean Girls, like, the original Mean Girls came out... These Those girls probably were not born... Probably not. So, oh, probably not. They probably that is not born for the original. No, girls. definitely not. If they if they have to be accompanied by their parents, most assuredly not born. It probably. Oh my about god! Six years before they were born. Holy fuck! That is think about insane. That. So I don't want to like, think about that. This movie also, I think that also the attraction of this movie was people that grew up watching Mean Girls. Yes. And wanted to see the remake. Yes. So it's like these young people. I'm like, what are you here for? I'm like. Mean Girls was out way before you were born. Maybe Mean Girls is so popular that even they've been, like, watching it since they were born. Right, right. Um, but also, like, Renee Rapp's a little out of your age range. So who are you going to see? I feel like this movie, the way you... I like, I like what you said. I agree with you on that. There's a really good chance a lot of those girls had already seen the original Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Because, let's face it, it is a slumber it's party a classic. classic. yeah. Everybody has seen this movie. It is iconic. I rewatched the original one mm-hmm. uh, when we got home from Mean Girls. I rewatched the original, and I forgot how like there's 45 no less quotable well, lines yeah. that people just say all the time. And each time I hear it, I'm like, "Oh, that's the best one." Oh no, that's the best one. Oh no, that's the best one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like even if it's been memeified at this point, those girls at least have some understanding of what Mean Girls was, even if they haven't seen it. Also, the draw of it being a musical. I feel like that attract like the younger kids love musicals. You know what I mean. That's yes. why every kids movie has songs in it. You know. Right. When people ask me at work on Monday because I told them that I'd seen this and they thought asked what I thought of it, and I was just like, "Well, it's definitely like musical theaterish." I'm like, "If you don't enjoy that, you probably won't like it," mm-hmm. because it is. It's very musical theater, like the way that it's shot, the way, like the way that the scenes work. It's it's a it's a musical. And I personally love that. You do love the musicals. I love musicals. Is, are musicals your favorite genre or is comedy your favorite genre? Comedy musicals. Uh, comedy <laughs> <laughs> Combine the two. I love um, that. 
I'd love a musical. I like would love to join like a musical theater. Like I just, I'm a slut for the drama. Okay. I love musicals, but I did warn people. I was like, if you're not a musical person, which is weird because all of the trailers were like no music. Yeah. One trailer had had uh, Renee Rapp going, my name is Regina George in the background, just a split second. And it's like, if you're not marketing this as a musical and you trick people to come see this, you're going to piss right. a lot of people off. Right. Man. And that's what I was like, I would just want people to know. I'm like, yes, it's a remake of the original, but it's, it is different because yes. it is a musical. Yes. And all of the songs that are in it are not songs you'll know. Like, they're all written for this. Yes, exactly. So. Yeah. But it is what it is. People, uh... Have their own opinions, and some people I feel like should have probably been told it was a musical for going in because I was reading some reviews in preparation for this podcast, mm-hmm. and some people were like, "How did I not know this was a musical? Why didn't they market this as a musical?" Even people who liked it were like, "Why didn't they tell me this was a musical?" But if you also stop and think about it, the musical Mean Girls has been on Broadway for years. That's how we have Renee Rapp essentially. Right. So I feel like I feel like if you went into this not only as a musical, fifty fifty, you got to take fifty fifty. I just wanted to see what the genre it's listed as on um, Letterboxd. Oh, God. What's it say? It's a comedy. No musical. The genre says... It literally just says comedy. Yikes. Big yikes. Big yikes. It's a musical. It's a musical. It's a musical <laughs> in every sense. And we'll actually talk about that because I have some things I want to say about the fact that it is a musical. But before <laughs> we get into our thoughts, and we could go on for hours about our experience at the theater, but let's go ahead and transition into my favorite segment, your favorite segment, the audience's favorite segment, the trailer game. Oh. <laughs> oh, hell no! Move. Hey, PG-13, please. What was that? Oh, Lord, it's the queen bee. Regina George. Don't look her in the eye! You could be really hot if they change, like, everything. I met a guy in the summer and I- Welcome to health and human sexuality. We'll be getting into abstinence, of course, then followed by in the spring, condoms and choking. You're learning things now that I don't know how to teach. Are you okay in there? We're concerned you're either doing drugs or having a toilet baby. Ew. So as we all know, I'm going to read off the trailers, and Cass is going to tell us whether we should go see it or not. If you choose to go see a movie, she says no to you are at risk for losing your legs. I don't know what to tell you. She might come and cut them off. So let's go ahead and get started with the first trailer we got, which is Bob Marley, One Love. Pass. I'm not a Bob Marley fan. Mm-hmm. I don't care. If you're going to watch a biopic, and if you're going to sit down and watch a two and a half hour biopic, it should be about someone that you have an interest in. Unfortunately, I did not grow up listening to Bob Marley's music. No. He is a good musician. I obviously, I mean, duh. And I have heard songs that I enjoy, but I don't go out of my way to listen to Bob Marley right. at all. In fact, I would say I'm more of a fan of his son's music, to be to be completely honest. I mean, I blast Welcome to Jam Rock like once or twice a week at least. So, I mean, I'll probably watch this at some point. I just don't know if I'll go to the theater to see it. Right. And I just, I'm also not a huge fan of like biopics in general yeah i mean if it comes out and it gets like rave rave reviews i might watch it like i didn't really care i don't really care about elvis i watched elvis because i heard it was a good movie also i made you watch it i was like you need to see austin butler in this movie and you're like okay i'm not a huge fan of freddie mercury but i watched that movie because it came out and people were talking about it but so it's not one that i like see and i'm like i gotta see that it's one that if people rave about it i might watch it yeah no i totally get it i'm i'm on board with that Makes sense though that they played it before this movie because if you think about it, it's a movie about a musician. So I actually get why they played it. Because I was wondering at first why they would play this trailer specifically before like Mean Girls. Yeah. It's like target audience wise. But I guess it makes sense because it's a movie about a man who, I mean, at his base level is a musician, obviously an activist, but at a base level a musician. I will watch it when it's streaming. I probably just won't go to the theater to see it. Right. The next trailer we got is If. Oh, watch. Yeah. You can't go wrong. No. Ryan Reynolds it's in Ryan any Reynolds, role, you can't go and wrong. It's, it looks cute. Yeah. It looks adorable. Yeah. It's Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, but like real life. <laughs> I'm down. Right. I loved that it popped up and said, from the wonderful imagination of John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But have you seen Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends on Cartoon Network? I mean, 
There you go. Just watch that. <laughs> but no, I am super excited. I'm just being a dick. I'm very excited about that movie. I think it's probably... I can't remember. I made a list of like my 10 most anticipated movies, and I think it was like number 10 or oh, really? just off of the top 10. Yeah. Huh. But I'm very excited. Also, that voice cast is yeah, so it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. The last one we got, and when the trailer came on, I could hear your confusion. I had to look at you. I knew as soon as the trailer started playing, you were confused about what was going on until you realized it was Cole Sprouse and what he, or who he was playing. Yeah. And that movie is Lisa Frankenstein. So. Here we go. <laughs> this movie is not something I would ever watch. <laughs> there it is, yeah. But I love Cole Sprouse. And when I noticed, when I finally like was able to like look past the makeup and be like, hey, is that Cole Sprouse? I was like, well, maybe I'll see it because Cole Sprouse is in it. Because I love the Sprouse twins. But it looks like a dumb fucking <laughs> It does. It looks so fucking dumb. Uh, it's actually class- uh, categorized as a horror comedy. Huh. And I don't know why horror. I mean, actually, you know they what? Kill- I, actually, I was going to say, I forgot. People. I forgot because, well, the trailer, it's so happy at first because she's like dancing with him and yeah, teaching him how like to be like a... happily killing people. <laughs> I was going to say, but then it flashes to him, like, bludgeoning a person to death. And you're like, oh, okay. But I forgot about that because I was so caught up with, like, Cole Sprouse as Frankenstein's monster dancing with this girl. It was very strange. Yeah. I think it's it's a cute take on the classic. It's a fine rehashing. And I actually can't wait to see where they take it. Um, Again, 50-50, I see it in in theaters. (laughs) Probably not. But, yeah, I mean, probably not. Probably not. (laughs) Probably leading more towards that. But one thing I wanted to mention was I basically come every time this theater goes from trailer straight into movie. There's oh, yeah. no fucking bullshit. You get three trailers max. And then they're like, here's the fucking opening credits of the movie, dude. And I love it. Every time it happens, I know I look at you and I've just got like vinegar stroke face. I'm like, let's go, baby. <laughs> because it just makes me so happy. When I was listening to an old episode, uh, Magic Mike. And we were talking about how um, we had 10 trailers before the movie. That's 30 minutes yeah. of fucking trailers, bro. So now that we've played the trailer game, Cass has given you your assignment for the upcoming slate of movies. Let's go ahead and talk about what this movie is and why Cass picked it. Oh, Regina, you're never going to believe what I found in your closet this morning. Why are you in my closet? Because I'm doing that Japanese organizing thing where you take a little nap in the closet. I think I already said why I picked this movie. Renee Rapp is mommy. <laughs> That's the only reason you wanted to watch that. Also, I love Mean Girls. I, I was going to say, come on. I grew up watching Mean Girls. Yeah, there it is. I love Mean Girls. Everyone that I know loves Mean Girls. Like, it was just a sleepover movie, as Kyle said. It was just, it's a good movie. It's a great movie. And so I was like, Mean Girls, Renee Rapp, musical, what else can I ask for? Yes. I am 100% with you. I mean, knowing Renee Rapp from you, because you introduced me to Sex Lives of College Girls, which she plays Leighton Murray in, I love her acting. She is Uh so good at being a bitch. She's fantastic at being a bitch. And I think she was born to play this role. She is Mm -hmm. fantastic. So that was just a draw in. Also, I love the original Mean Girls. It's easily one of my favorite films of all time. I think it's fantastic. So, knowing it was getting remade, it was 50-50, but knowing that it was going to be a musical, which is definitely stepping away from trying to be just a shot-for-shot remake, which Mm -hmm. I know we'll get into, and adding someone that I enjoy as, like, in Renee Rapp um, to the cast is just, I mean, it's just, like, putting a little cherry on top of the ice cream sundae. Like, I'm cool with it. I mean, Renee Rapp literally played Regina George in the musical Broadway musical. On Broadway, exactly. Mean Girls. And so I feel like it was just like inevitable that she must have just been so good that they're like, we need, we need to make a movie. Well, I mean, have you seen, have you listened to her voice? Good God. And I don't know if you noticed this, but I don't know. I'm, I might be skipping ahead of things here, but the original Mean Girls focuses on Katie Heron. We'll get it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Save this, save this. Cause I have the exact same (laughs) thing. I know what you're going to say. And I want to talk about that. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our section uh, where we talk about the movies. Let's go ahead and do that. You're really going to get noticed around here. We should help you. Um, can you give us some privacy for a sec? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. I have a punch. 
Right. So we never really do this, but you're invited to eat lunch with us for the rest of the week. Oh. So I don't know if you you noticed this during the movie, but the original Mean Girls, it focuses on Katie Heron. Like she is the main focus of the movie. She seems like the main character. Um, in this remake, Regina George is the focus, and I don't care what anyone says. Regina, her songs are just the more powerful, powerful, meaningful songs in the thing. She just, she steals the spotlight. I don't know if she's supposed to or not. Um, but even if you look at the covers on Letterboxd of these films, in the 20, 2004 version, the cover shows Lindsay Lohan in the mainframe with the three plastics in the background. The cover picture for the new version is literally a close-up shot of just Renee Rapp. There's no one else in it. This, I think this movie was honestly created because someone saw her on Broadway and was like... Star power. She needs a movie. Mm-hmm. And now she like has blown up in the past year. Yeah, she has. And perfect timing for them because they're just like, this movie is about... Regina George. Yeah. Uh, I have to agree with you on the poster thing. It's so noticeable that Regina is obviously the main character here. Right. Especially based on the first poster that we got, which is literally Renee holding her face. Yeah. Um, I love that poster, though. I think it's the best poster that I've seen of the of the film. It's the one I chose, because Letterboxd lets you pick the poster you, you have, and that's the one I picked. I love it. I do have... Issues with her being the main focus, though. right? Because it's not, and the it's story not either. about her. It's about Katie coming into this society, essentially. With- but I think the focus on Regina George in this movie sort of stole the light from a lot of other characters, and not a lot of the characters had room to breathe. We got a lot of exposition on who Karen and Gretchen were through their own songs. But they each got one song outside of that. They weren't even on the screen. It was always either Katie fawning over Regina or Regina brooding over everybody. Renee Rapp is in 90% of this movie. And I'll read a review later that I picked out that said it's bizarre that Renee Rapp isn't in most of this movie. I don't know what movie that person watched. I was because just she say, is in every scene. No, I was just about to say, honestly, I wanted more. Renee She's Rapp. in 90% She's of this. She's not, though. She's not, though. But when she is on the screen, she's the one you're paying attention to. I felt to. like every scene, she was the main folk. Even when they're singing other songs, they're showing her That's walking true. around. That is true. You know true. what I mean? Like every song that even Katie is singing, they somehow shift it to Regina and you following Regina around. You know what I mean? But when I- Janice and Damien are singing, the main focus of the songs, that they have two songs, the main focus of both of them is Regina. Right. I do think, I think the one that was made in 2004, I think it did focus on Katie. It focused on her plotting a yes, bit more. Yes, yes. Um, about how to take down Regina. Couldn't Obviously, that's still a plot in this one. But I think this one, because it's not the same movie. Like, they did change things. And I think they did change the fact that it's not so much about Katie. It's about the plastics. It's about the chokehold that one this one girl has right. over this high school. Because the blurb at the very top of the synopsis of this movie is plastic is forever. Mm-hmm. So I think this movie does focus more on the plastics, and I think it's just it's a different movie. Like don't look at it as it's supposed to be the exact same as the first one, and I think you'll like it more. I really felt though that this, the best moments of this movie were just straight up rehashings of the old jokes. I really do. Like so, like but the most iconic I, that's, scenes. That's nostalgia for you, though. You're like, ha, ha, ha. That's the, from the first one. Agreed. But I think that's why I laughed mostly. Like, I was laughing my ass off during certain scenes. And I was like, the funniest parts of this are just them doing the exact same shot for shot scene from the 2004 version. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed when the movie did its own thing. I really, really, really enjoyed the musical number. They do a whole different musical number. It's a whole different thing. I loved that. it Because I didn't know what was coming. I knew the jokes that were coming. And I feel like I laughed mostly because I know it's coming. And then they deliver it. And you're like, there it is. And so I feel like it sort of counts on you knowing the 2004 version. Um, 
But I do think when this movie tried to do its own thing, it succeeded. So I don't know why so many moments were shot for shot the same. Like the scene where they say that that one girl is like, I can't help that I have a heavy flow and wide set vagina. I love it. It's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. But what I'm saying is when you watch the 2004 version and put it side by side with the 2024 version, it's the same exact shot. They right. even picked a woman who looks like the same fucking actress who said it. Right, but I think they did that on purpose so we would get snippets of the of the old one right. and this one. Right, I know they did it on purpose. I'm saying I don't like that. I'm saying I wish that they hadn't done... I wish they right. hadn't relied so much on the nostalgic elements mm-hmm. of it. My favorite song in the whole thing yeah. is Revenge Party, and that felt like a whole different way to plot the um, scheme that they're pulling on Regina, and I loved that. I do... I See, I, do, I see where you're coming from. And understand, but I think that's how they're gonna draw people that are watching this movie because yeah, no, I get because it because it's Mean Girls for sure, um, not because it's a musical or any raps in it, but that's how you're gonna get them to like not hate the movie. No, I agree with you. Snippets, so. The the women sitting next to us, uh, almost all of the iconic scenes when Damien says, you know, she doesn't even go. go here, and then he ducks down. They were saying the line as he was saying it. The whole Glen Coco thing. They were saying it as he said it. I don't blame them. Go, Glen Coco. Yeah, I'm not saying that it doesn't have a mass appeal. It obviously does, or else they wouldn't have done it. Tina Fey is a a genius writer. She Mm -hmm. wouldn't have redone this script and left it in there if it wasn't purposeful. What I'm saying is, personally for me, I would have liked it to explore more of its own territory. Like, come up with your own jokes, which, when they do, they work. They really actually do. And there are some lines that I don't mind that they copied. It's just that I think it would have been nice to see them take a little bit more of a risk and maybe take it in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Outside of Regina George being absolutely the main focus. (laughs) Like, she's just absolutely the main focus. Which is not a problem. I like watching Renee rap. And I get what you're saying when you said you didn't feel like she was in every scene. But they're always talking constantly about her. And when they're talking about yeah. her, which is the big difference between the 2004 and the 2024 version, I feel like every time they were talking about her, we were seeing her. Whereas in the 20, uh, the 2004 version, we didn't always see Rachel McAdams when they were talking about her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Regina when we were talking about her. Sorry. But, yeah, I mean, I had no problems with them being like, I have a heavy flow and a wide set vagina. That's my favorite line in the whole fucking movie. People but I just wish they'd done something else. People are saying I'm lying about being a virgin because I use super, super jumbo tampons. But it's not my fault. I have a heavy flow and a wide set vagina. And Tim Meadows turning around immediately, no hesitation, and walks right up to Cena Fey. And he's like, you got to take over here. <laughs> Which, by the way, a cute little wrinkle. They're dating in this movie. Yes. Like in this one, in the 2004 version, they're just colleagues. They're he even hits on her at one point. At one point and she's like, oh, stop it. Yeah, exactly. In the 2024 one, they're dating. I think they're... They're married. No, because didn't he say... I, don't, I think they have two different last names. No. I can't remember. But Because she said, oh, if I take over for you, you have to walk the dogs every morning for the rest of the week. And he's like, deal. So they at least live together. They at least live together. They at least live together. <laughs> which was just... I think that was, I think that was a cute little yeah. wrinkle. You and I liked a little bit of that. was cute? I didn't know that Lindsay Lohan was they, going to make an appearance. This is one of the best things that they kept hidden... And I'm so glad they did. I'm so glad they did. When Lindsay Lohan appeared on the screen in her cameo as yeah. the um, quiz master the for the math place thing. Yeah. yeah, the moderator. Quiz master? The fuck is a quiz like, master? Where'd you pull that out? <laughs> <laughs> pull that right out of my ass. Uh, the moderator for the math league convention, I gasped. Everyone gagged. And we were all like, oh my god, there she is. And it's not just like a quick one-off. She's in the scene. She yeah. has lines. She's talking. I loved it. Loved it. I am so glad that they did that and that they kept it a fucking secret. They yeah. Did, and I haven't seen a, spo- a single spoiler talking about that. So when no. I saw her, I was like, there she is. There's Katie Heron right there. Right. So I actually do. I'm glad you brought that up. I do love that. But that kind of segues me perfectly into another topic that I wanted to talk about, which is just the casting overall in this. Mm-hmm. Good Lord, did they knock it out of the park, I think. Yeah. Genuinely, Katie. Okay. And Goria Rice, I know, is not everyone's favorite pick. I adore her. I think she's fantastic. But casting her and Jenna Fisher as her mother? Yes. The moms were were outstanding in this. Yes. Because even Busy Phillips, like there's a picture of Renee Rapp in like a poster. And I had to take a double take because I thought it was Busy Phillips. Yes. And that's Renee's, Renee's, <laughs> Regina's mom. <laughs> 
And this movie is Busy Phillips, and they're literally, like, they could be sisters. If you haven't seen this movie, and you're currently in a position where you can use your phone, look up Busy Phillips (laughs) and Renee Rapp. There's a picture of them side by side. If you haven't seen the movie, and you're not planning on seeing it anytime soon, just Google the picture. They could actually be mother and daughter. Yeah. It was mind-boggling. Whoever casted this movie needs a million-dollar pay raise for the next movie. I mean, it was there was no casting I had an issue with, honestly. I was fine with it all. The only one I had an issue with a little bit was, I believe it's pronounced Bebe or BB yeah. Woods. Uh, I wasn't a huge that's fan of Gretchen. her playing Gretchen, but I also just think that's because I enjoyed um, the original performance from, I think his name is Lizzie something. Uh-huh. Um, I'd have to look it up. I don't remember off the top of my head. But... I think I'm just so used to seeing her as Gretchen that it kind of bothered me that Babe or BB wasn't her. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and I honestly don't. I don't know. I I don't. I didn't like her performance as Gretchen either. Completely. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if she was like too sweet, because I mean Gretchen is not not sweet in it, but she also is very. She's kind of crazy. Gretchen, the first one, is cuckoo. You know what it is for me. It was almost too subtle. Yeah. She's like... Like, in a musical like this, like, everyone's, like, role... Like, everyone's role is to take that character... To the next And level. amplify yeah. it. Like yeah. Like, the person that played, um... Karen. She took Karen to a whole The stratosphere, baby. Level. The stratosphere. And, like, Karen and in the, in the original Mean Girls, Amanda Seyfried, she obviously was... She was dumb. Yeah. Karen in the new one, played by Aventika, you she has actual issues. She's barely functional. She's barely functional. She's barely functional. We talked about this in the car because I was like, I can't hold this in, and I know you couldn't hold it. I was like, we have to talk about this. At one point, she puts a straw up her nose and snorts her uh, Diet Coke because she doesn't know where her mouth is. Yeah. I was like, how do you exist as a person at all? But it works because in the context of the movie, it being a musical... Right. Everything should Everything be heightened to that. Everything needs more dramatic. Everything needs to be more theatrical. Yes! And so... Give me a cartoon, baby. Like, amplify right. this. Make it crazy. And Make so it over I, the top. I think that was my issue with B.B. Wood is, like, she was she was muted compared to the original Gretchen character. And I think when you do a movie like this, everyone has to be amplified. I think you said it perfectly. She's muted. Especially when you compare her to the original performance. And even more so, which makes it stand out even more. She, you know what? She might have been passable in the original if she was casted, right? Let's right. just say hypothetically she was casted. But because it is a musical, it is even more noticeable when you are the muted one. Right. She is, I mean, I just, she's a fine actress. I just don't know what she was doing with, with the character. Because it, it's a, everything, like you said, it's supposed to be over-the-top, cartoonish, buffoonish. It's acceptable here. It's supposed to be ridiculous and insane. That's why Karen can get away with putting a no her straw up her nose and snorting her drink right. and being like, "Oops, you know what I mean?" Right. It's if fine. Even, like, that makes sense. But she was so toned down and right. like normal in this. And we even talked about Renee Rapp in this. Like Regina George in this one is scary. Yes. Renee Rapp is a little bit terrifying in this, but it works because it's Regina on steroids. Mm-hmm. Like, the original Regina on steroids. The original Regina was passive-aggressive. Like, she was not going to say much to your face. She would tell you, I liked your skirt, and when she walked away, she'd be like, that's an she, ugly skirt. Right. Renee Rapp as Regina George, she's just aggressive. Right. I think... <laughs> I think I... The words... Okay, how do I want to say this? Regina, in the 2004 version, is trying to cut you down. She uses words that we would not use today, uh, that are unacceptable today, and she says them so flippantly and in a derogatory way that you're like, damn, she is mean. This version with Renee Rapp in the 2024 version, I felt like she had the capability of murdering someone. Yeah. And here's why. She has two numbers, two songs, in which I legitimately was like, this is scarier than Night Pool, or Night Swim. Mm-hmm. Like... This is a true horror because there's a scene where they're at the party and she's trying to score Aaron Samuels back. And everybody in the party freezes because it's a it's a song. So everyone obviously isn't acting, you know, in the real world. So everyone freezes in these awkward positions and they start like 
as she's like pushing them, they start moving back and forth a little bit and rocking in this really creepy way. And then they stop all at the same time. And then if she touches them again, they move faster. And it's pitch black lighting. The only lights you see are on um, Renee Rapp and the guy who plays Aaron Samuels. And truly, I have goosebumps because truly the scene to me, I was like, this is shot so well. Mm-hmm. It feels like I am watching some sort of black swan horror movie. Yeah. And then there's another scene where it's all come crashing down on her and she's sitting at her um, mirror doing her makeup and the lighting is so dark and just reminiscent of something that would come out of Suspiria. Like the the lighting is truly horrifying and it's meant to be that way so that when you look at Regina in a different light because she's finally going to, she's like, whatever she's going to do next, it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And the way um, Renee Rapp actually sings the song World Burn mm-hmm. It's like just the two of those put together. I was like, I looked, I literally had to say in the theater, I was like, this is scary. She's fucking scary. She is unhinged. Never felt like like Renee Rachel McAdams' version was going to take it to where she's going to cut your throat. This one I felt like she could have killed someone, man. So Renee Rapp can do a lot of things with her face. Like she gets these eyes and sometimes they look like bedroom eyes. Like she, she can like make her eyes look like she's like seducing you. But then she gets these eyes that are like sheer, just like sheer psycho. Mm-hmm. Like she does a lot with her eyes. This girl does. Yes, good, good facial acting for yes. sure, hands down. Um, Even when yeah. she's introduced in the first part, when she's in the cafeteria, and she's like, "Hey, you come here," yeah. and they have that quick flash cut of her alone in the dark cafeteria, and she sticks her foot out, and she's like, "You come here," and then when we flash to Katie and flash back to Renee. She's sitting on the table and everyone's back. Mm-hmm. It's just these quick little cuts and these, and Renee's commitment to being scary. Right. Like she's legitimately scary. But yeah, kind of turned me on a little bit how scary I, she was. <laughs> but no, so Renee's—you were talking about Renee's songs a little bit, and I just want to touch on that. Renee's songs are like, they're kind of like the only songs in this that are like, she's sang and sang it. Yes. Like she's belting. Like they're meant to showcase her voice all of the other songs they're just kind of like they're more playful like they're just playful like musical theater songs mm-hmm. renee's songs in this are they're to show off her voice yes like they're powerful they're like you her when her numbers came on everything was focused on her the entire thing it was like zone in on renee rap regina george whereas the other ones were kind of like musicals carrying us through the movie right whereas like hers was like an event within the movie so i'm gonna butcher this but i think it's ali lee ali moana ali cravalo can obviously <laughs> sing she plays moana and she's yeah. in this movie janice in this movie but to what you're saying she's in this movie and still it feels like her songs everyone else's songs are cartoonish but renee raps are like sharp yeah. It's like something you'd actually hear on the radio, mm-hmm. whereas everything else feels like, okay, this is obviously ripped from a musical. Right. They're it's all playful and goofy. Exactly. Even like, the last the revenge number. Party. A revenge party. A party that has someone's head on a spike. It's like, yeah, classic. Yeah. This, is, this is clearly a musical. Renee Rapp's like, they're sharp and they cut. And it's just a whole different stratosphere of musical. We can have cake and sing and dance and have cake. Like, yeah, that line <laughs> killed me. I, I could... I was like, we can have cake, and we can sing, and we can dance, and we can have cake. And I was like, they're just... Yeah. Like, they're phoning like they're it in here. Songs. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, Renee's rap songs are, are definitely not goofy. Not at all. Not at all. But that does bring me to one other thing I wanted to talk about. I really actually only liked, like, two or three of these songs. Outside of that, I think uh, that I would never listen to any of these songs again. I've listened to them the whole pl- album on my way home. Are you serious? Yes, I love them all. That's hilarious. Oh, is that... Wait, didn't you have... I think when you walked in... Wasn't your phone playing like Revenge Party or something like that, wasn't it? No, I don't know. <laughs> you accidentally played your Spotify. Oh, we were at dinner. We are eating dinner. And you opened your Spotify to check your day list. And it was playing one of the Mean Girl songs. That's funny. Yeah, I just, I was like, yeah, I mean, these music, it's a musical. Yeah, good. I know, good you're not you. a musical dude. But there was two songs that I was like, and ironically, one of them is Revenge Party. Where I was like, <laughs> I love this. Well, that one's fun. At least because it's fun, exactly. It's fun. It's clearly and from musical. Like to go, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I don't know. What's that guy's name? Um, the gentleman who plays Damien, um, Jaquel Spivey, Spivey, Spivey. His voice in that song is fantastic. Yes. So, I, I mean, I think that song's probably my favorite. And then I would say um, Queen of the Beasts or whatever that song is. 
Oh, where... Apex Predator? Apex Predator, thank you. See, I don't know the names of the songs. So you Jesus don't even Christ. like Renee <laughs> either of Renee Rapp's songs. No, I think they're good. It's just that I wouldn't listen to them outside uh, of like the context of the movie. But yeah, I, I just think that it was, you know, it was kind of lazy music. Hmm. I wasn't like too enthralled with it. <laughs> I only have two more points that I have written down that I want to talk to you about. They're very quick points. Um, I don't know if you have any other thoughts. Are you good? No, okay, good. cool. Let's bang through these. What do you think of the use of social media in this? The cuts where they were like be on TikTok or oh. Instagram or Twitter, or whatever I like the it. fuck I, it is. I know oh. I, I do. I like it because it's just this movie is Mean Girls in 2024, and that is what is happening in 2024. I like movies that are like culturally relevant and they just like because we'll look back on this in 20 years and be like oh my god do you remember tiktok <laughs> so it's just kind of it's just fun so i'm not a huge fan of it i know i'm not i, I heard it I was heard corny it was cheesy it made me cringe a lot um and when we were re-watching the 2004 version i forgot that there are moments straight up where they're like mockumentary style talking to the camera remember the scene uh the camera like they're just um i don't know if you don't even remember it because you weren't really paying attention when you're watching it but regina cuts the has the holes cut into her shirt oh yeah yeah yeah. and yeah, so yeah. they go around and all of the people are talking to the camera like i cut holes in, I cut holes shirt. in my shirt too yeah i think it had they had to do something to replace that because you kind of need those povs because it's a good way of showing power the power has. that she has but i don't think they did that all that well with the tiktok clips it was like it was so random. They're like, Regina George sucks now? And then they're like, Regina George doesn't suck now. She got hit by a bus. I just felt like you, I was just useless and it made me cringe. I was like, just get rid of this all. We still need it. She didn't need it. Because it means a musical. You can just sing about it. Just sing about it. You don't need to fucking do these odd TikTok cuts. Also, I'm the complete opposite of you. Leave t- t- TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and social media shit out of your movie. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I, I hate get it. most movies, but like a movie like this. It's about, it's the perfect crowd. It's about high schoolers. What are high schoolers using TikTok? I mean, it makes sense. I'm just not a fan of it. Uh, last thing I want to talk about real quick was that the musical felt too self-aware that it was in a, a musical. musical. Yeah. Because not only does it open with Cautionary Tale, which is... Uh, Janice and Damien singing a song in her garage about the whole movie. Yeah. And they literally describe the entire movie in like a minute and a half and then they open the garage door and we walk out into the, the, the desert where Katie is and we meet her. And then it bookends with them walking into the garage and being like, see... You don't need to be mean to feel smart. I and like making it. someone feel dumb doesn't make you smart. And calling someone ugly doesn't make you pretty. I was like, bruh, but think this of it, is so dumb. Think of it like this, all right? You're actually at a theater. You're watching a Broadway show. Janice and Damien are your narrators. And so that's how the show would start. And then at the end, they'd come back on and they'd be like, pretend that the, the, whole, the whole show was like, like them telling a story. Yeah, I don't like it uh, at all. I don't like it at all. I disagree. And I don't like the scene where they're all, it's Janice, Katie, and Damon sitting on the quad or whatever, and there's music playing in the background. And Janice looks up into the tree and says, hey, can you guys stop for a minute? And they pan up, and it's the fucking, half of the fucking band is in the tree playing the music from the song that they just sang. And then they just stop playing and bring the camera back down to the three of them underneath the tree. And I was like, all right, all right. We I mean, get it. You're in a musical. Yeah, we know, we, I've already made an agreement with you that I know this is a musical and that the people background dancing aren't actually dancing in the real world. I get that. But to have Janice look up into the tree and be like, hey, guys, can we get a minute? I was like, fucking A. I don't need the wink and the nod. I fucking get it. There's definitely some quirky stuff. Okay. Quirky. That's a nice way of saying bad. Do you have anything else to add to that? You going to defend it? No, I'm saying there's de- like there's definitely some quirky stuff in this movie, but it's because it is musical theater. Musical theater is quirky. If I had seen this in a playhouse, is that what they call places where you see plays? I don't know, but that's what I'm going to call it. Um, I wouldn't have minded so much. Theater. I went to a movie theater. I didn't like it. If they're running up and down the aisles and shit, and I get to be like, part of the thing fine but i wasn't you know what i mean i was yeah. in the movie theater so i just felt like as soon as it opened i looked at you and i was like mm. <laughs> i was like come on dog are we for real and then the ending i was like dog you ruined a decent movie 
You ruined a decent movie with that ending. Oh. Also because I just think it was so gross the way they came out and they were like, the message of the movie is in the movie. We saw it. We retained it. I got it. I'm with you thematically. For you to like literally have two characters walk off the screen back into quote-unquote reality and look at the camera and say, see... When you call someone stupid, it doesn't make you smarter. And when you call someone ugly, it doesn't make you better looking. And then run back into the movie and bow with everybody up. Get the fuck out of here. It's Get a the fuck show. Out of here. It's a theater oh, show. Oh, I just did. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. So is there anything else you want to talk about before we jump into our rating portion? I don't think so. Okay. Let's go ahead and move over to our ratings. Since you picked this movie, I'm going to go ahead and let you have the floor first. What are you giving this movie out of five? Three and a half. That's that's surprising. Why? I really thought you were going to go much higher. No, I mean, I enjoy musicals. I do. I really love musicals. But as I just said, this movie was a little quirky. Like, I don't yeah, like when okay. musicals, like, all of a sudden, like, transforming. Like, when they were singing Revenge Party, it's all of a sudden transforming into, like, a rainbow universe. I don't like that short sort of Oh, thing. you don't like that. Wow. No. See, I did like that. I was like, let's get crazy. No, I don't like that. We're looking for two different things when it comes to musicals. I want them to go all in and you're like, keep it somewhat in reality, folks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. We couldn't be more different on that. Yeah. I a real deal thought a five was coming down the line. No. I thought like a four and a half, five. No. I'm shocked. I'm going to give it a f- Renee Rapp a five. You're, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the movie as a whole is just a three and a half. Yeah, I'm going to give this three and a half as well. I'm, I'm right there with you. I think it loses a lot of its sharpness and its edge that the original one had. But I think what it loses in that, it makes up for in just being goofy. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is more, it's more um, nice. It's nicer. <laughs> it's a nicer take on Mean Girls. They're not as brutal or as mean, I would say. But I think it's just, it's fun. It's a fun retelling um, I do wish they'd done most of their own, more of their own thing, uh, but yeah, I think they nailed the casting. I think the casting is perfect, and I think the, um, I think their willingness to get cartoony oh, with it was great. My one complaint about the casting is the guy who played Aaron Samuels. Yeah. Christopher Briney is not attractive enough for Renee. Oh, okay. Oh man. He's not. He's just not. Him and and Gory Rice or the girl who played Katie Heron, I could see them as a couple. Mm-hmm. They work. Mm-hmm. Him and Renee Rapp do not. I agree. Not only is he not super attractive, he's not cool enough. Yeah, he didn't have, a, he didn't have that swag. No. He didn't have this like air of confidence. You no, know what I mean? he did not. No, I uh, agree. But I just want to mention about Renee Rapp. So I don't know if anyone has seen her interviews about this movie and how people are saying she's her lack of media training. Like she's never stepped into like a media training room. No. And Renee Rapp actually posted on Instagram today, her lack of media training is outrageous. And I just want to say, Renee, your lack of media training is not outrageous. It's outstanding. (laughs) It's great. The real, I love how real she is. Mm -hmm. She's not anything like Regina George. (laughs) Kind of. I mean. (laughs) She's cutthroat like Regina. But she doesn't give a crap about like. She's not bullying Social anybody. Yeah. popularity. She's just going to say what she's going to say. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and read just a few reviews that I found that I actually really liked. Um, Maud gave it three and a half stars and said, You call it cringe, but I call it fun. That's why I'm happier than you. Yeah. Yes, me. Me. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. So one thing we did not talk about was the sheer product placement in this movie. Good God, there was so much. And what was the makeup company that you were like? They Elf. probably Elf. Yeah, they mentioned it like twelve times, and Cass looks at me. She's like, "They definitely paid for this movie." <laughs> now that goes in hand with Laura Palmer's two and a half star review, which says, "I work hard, but the Samsung Galaxy Flip Phone works harder for these promotional ads <laughs> because at one point they literally are facing Angoria Rice, and she's using her cell phone." And they pan to the side so you can see that it's one of those like flip phones and she's like doing all this shit on it and it's just this awkward angle you're filming <laughs> at and I was like, what are we doing here? This one comes from Dylan Troxen who gives it two and a half and says, stop using TikTok in movies. Stop using TikTok in movies. Stop using TikTok in movies. I couldn't agree more. Hate it. <laughs> Next one I have is Ira the Third, uh, who gave it two and a half stars and said, pro, 
Tina Fey's joke punch-ups from the original script, Renee Rapp singing Down, uh, and Vitka stole the role of Karen from Amanda Seyfried. She's that fucking good. <laughs> and Khan. The songs are either bad or unmemorable, just like they were on Broadway. And the mean girls in question are mostly kind of rude, I guess. The film has no bite or acidity. And then at the bottom it says, asterisk, okay, not Regina George's songs. World Burns is iconic. Okay. I, I can see, I can see you. I, could, I was going to say, I can see the wheels turning. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Uh, and last but not least, my personal favorite review is Clara giving it three stars. And she says, want to smooch whoever was responsible for casting Busy Phillips and Renee Rapp as mother and daughter. <laughs> Which is just, I mean, one of the most iconic castings we could have gotten. Yeah. Are you ready to answer some questions? Yes. All right, let's do it. First up, this is, this is a tough one. I'm starting with a toughie. Okay. I want you to rank these musicals. They all take place in high schools. Are you uh, ready? Uh-huh. Mean Girls, Grease, and High School Musical. Uh, um, Grease is number one. Then High School Musical, then Mean Girls. Whoa, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised. I thought Mean Girls would be... I thought, I thought you would go High School Musical... Mean Girls, Grease. Really? Yeah. No, Grease is number one. I've never heard you talk about Grease. I love Grease. Okay. I wish I hadn't brought that up because I, I feel like I'm going to have to watch, watch it coming it down yeah, the pipe. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another hot one. Are you ready? Which Mean Girls is better? The original. Oh, I knew I loved you. I mean, the original Mean Girls, as I said, is a cult classic. Nothing will top it. It's just... It's just the perfect. It's just the perfect sleepover movie night. This movie will never beat the original movie. The original movie is probably a four and a half star movie. Fuck, man, we we're on the same wavelength. I also gave it four and a half stars. Really? God damn, we we're on the same wavelength. Do you want to know what Letterbox has given Mean Girls the original and the twenty twenty four version? Yeah. The twenty twenty four version is coming in with a three. Yes. People are liking it a little less than you and I. That's fine. Mean Girls 2004 is coming in with a huge 3.8, uh-huh. which is less than what we give it, but is a, it sounds about right. Like, I'm okay with a 3.8. But now, you have the difficult task. We're going to pick which cast was better. I know. Are you, you ready? You said we were going to do this, and this is going to be so freaking hard because the movies are so different. Oh, I know it, and I can't wait to hear your reasonings. Are you ready? Yeah. First up, we have Katie Heron. Do you like Lindsay Lohan or Angoria Rice? Lindsay Lohan. It makes more sense. I can see Lindsay Lohan actually coming in and sneaking out she, right. Regina George's She could style. actually... She is... I'm not saying Angoria Rice is not beautiful. She's just very different physically than Renee Rapp. Yeah. Um, but Lindsay Lohan against Rachel McAdams is the same playing field. Yes, agreed. It's in the same realm of like, okay, I understand. I feel like we're talking with a child and a woman when it comes to Angoria Rice and Renee Rapp. Yes. Which I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything bad about Angoria Rice. I'm just saying that they... She's more innocent. Are She's much more physically innocent. on different stratospheres. Yeah. Um, whereas Rich McAdams to me and Lindsay Lohan are more reasonable more in comparable. seeing one steal the spotlight from the other. Yeah. Uh, the next we have the toughest one, Rachel McAdams or Renee Rapp. For those of you uh, who are not watching this, which is everybody, because I'm an idiot, this isn't uh, a, a viewing thing, uh, Franklin has joined the chat. You might hear him yawn or something. He has decided it's time for snuggles. So I ask you once again, Rachel McAdams, Renee Rapp, you're not getting out of this one. You can't use the dog as an excuse. <laughs> oh my God. Renee Rapp. Oh shit, here we go. Hot take, Renee Rapp. I have to say Renee Rapp. Renee Rapp? She's just a hottie. She's powerful. Like, she's just... She's a girl that I actually see walking down the hall and be like, who is that girl? I was actually she's scared of her. Girl. I was actually scared of her. I wasn't scared of, of Richard McAdams she's not for that, George. No, and she's not that scary. And honestly, the, the wig looks silly. She's just mean, but she's not scary. Like, I wouldn't, like... Renee right. Rapp's character, when she's walking down the hall, I would have turned and walked the other way. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would have been like, I don't even want to, I don't want her to see me. With Rachel McAdams, I feel like if I walked by her in the hall and she said something snarky, I'd be like, yeah, classic fucking Regina George. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, also, I need to give my pick for 
uh, Lindsay Lohan or, or of Angoria Rice, but I also say Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. I think that's pretty implicit when I said, or implied when I said that. Next we have Janice. The original Janice. Oh. You don't have to say their names. The original Janice. Lizzie is Kaplan plays Janicean. Yeah. Okay. She's I also better. think I also think Lizzie Kaplan is amazing. She's ten times better. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy because I actually think that Aulee. I'm gonna go ahead and say Aulee. <laughs> I think that's how it's pronounced. I'm so sorry. I know she's never gonna hear this, but I just feel so bad mispronouncing people's <laughs> names. I think. She just is the most cringy. Wow, I just apologize for saying her name wrong. I'm going to bury her. She's a great actress. She's a great voice actress. I loved Moana. I really did. She's a phenomenal singer. I just don't think the material she was given here worked for her. No, she's not edgy enough to be jazz. Definitely not edgy enough. So I also go with Lizzie Kaplan. She fit it perfectly. Like, yeah. you see Lizzie Kaplan and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's Janice <laughs> Next up, we have Gretchen Wieners. Lacey Chabert or Baby Wood? Lacey. Lacey. Yeah, she's ten times We've better. Talked, she's fantastic. We don't have to go into it because she is fantastic. Here we go. This is a hot take. Amanda Seyfried as Karen or Avantika as Karen. This is the hard this is a hard one. Okay. They're both so good. They're this both is probably the hardest very one. Very good in their roles. Very good. I honestly think Avantika is the one who made the this version of Mean Girls funny. Yeah. Um, she is honestly my MVP. She's the best part of this movie because she's, she is the comedic relief in everything. Without her, yeah. this movie's not funny. And I think in the original, Karen's funny. Mm-hmm. She has her moments. And but Amanda Seyfried's good at playing that character. Right, I just think she's more... Like, she doesn't have a lot of speaking parts. She doesn't have, I, like, at least memorable ones. Her dumb shows less. Yeah. And so I... I say it. I know you want to say it. Aventika. Yeah. Say it. Aventika. It's Aventika. Yeah. Just because she plays the role so dumb. And it's just like, oh, this girl. This girl dumb. Dumb. <laughs> dumb as a bag of bricks. And I'm here for it. Yeah. She's also hot. Yeah. She is also very hot. <laughs> At one point, Cass was like, oh, this actress is like gorgeous. And I was like, yeah, I see it. But then when they did the Halloween number, I was like, no, okay. She's I get beautiful. It. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's beautiful. Um, which I think also to sort of take the light, keep the light on Regina, I should say, they dumbed her so much more than Amanda Seyfried's because it was like, oh, she's even remotely intelligent, even a little bit. She might steal the thunder, which she still stole the thunder, in my opinion. It's just like, you don't look at her the same because she is so dumb. Uh, This one to me is very easy. Daniel Franzesi. Daniel Franzesi as Damien or Jacob Spivey as Damien? I don't think this one's obvious. Who are you taking? On I the count don't of three. Know. On the count of three. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you had one. No. We need to discuss. Okay. What is yours? Jacob Spivey. He really? takes Damien to the stratosphere. I don't know. The original Damien is just... The way he delivers his lines is, is gold. Mm-hmm. However, I do think... The Damien, then the new one, brings the sassiness to a whole other level. He just, as the line delivery, like you said, the line delivery is so important with this character. And I think, uh, what is it, Jaquel Spivey, just takes it to a different level. He does. He just heightens it so much. It's like when he looks at uh, Katie in the auditorium when they're having their assembly or whatever. Yeah. He looks at her, and then he... Pops open a big, huge fan to like yeah, just... block, block him and <laughs> himself with it. And it's just like, he's taking the original Damien and then, again, steroids. Right, he's he's just building off of an already great character, an already great performance, but he's just heightening it because the, the foundation's just, already there. He's just so much more sassy. There's the scene where he is uh, in the auditorium with all the girls and he says, she doesn't even go here. Classic line. But he added something to it by ducking out of sight as soon as he said it. Yeah. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. He just added, he took the joke and then just added his own twist to it to make it even better. However, there's a scene that I think the old, the original Damien steals the show in. And that's when they pull up to Katie's house and she's having mm-hmm. the party. And he's driving and, her, and he's like, Janice, we are, I have my curfew is 11 o'clock or something like it's that. It's 1 a.m. Like, it is currently 1.10. Yeah, and then he goes, I want my pink shirt back! I want my pink shirt back! I want my pink shirt back! That is so funny. He definitely, like, plays that that 
that scene way better than the new one. So it's just, it was, I don't know. This yeah. is give or take with that character, I think. Who are you taking? I'm going to go with the original because you did Damn, that. damn. Okay, fine. Fair enough. I 100% agree with you, by the way, on that because that scene, when I rewatched the original right afterwards, I was like, oh man, yeah. it's so much better in the original because he's stressing out, but he's also just like, his timing is fantastic. His line delivery is fantastic. Whereas in the new one, he was riding around on like an electric scooter. Right. Like his grandmother's electric scooter. And it was just strange. It was like, this isn't, this doesn't work. He's just like doing donuts in like the street. It was just, it was not, it wasn't working. So Aaron Samuels, Jonathan Bennett from the 2004 version or Christopher Briney from the 2024 version. We already know your answer. Jonathan Bennett. Yeah, I agree. Jonathan Bennett. I have to tell you, I made the comment in the movie theater. Wow, I don't buy Christopher Briney as Aaron Samuels. Um, there's a line... Fuck if I don't remember it. If we had recorded this the day we watched it, I'd remember. Fucking I. But there's a line when he's talking to Katie and he says something so nice and so sweet to her that I literally felt my my brain switch. And I was like, oh, no, I like this guy so much. Wasn't he's he such a little cutie. pretty or something like that? I don't fucking know anything know about this guy. I've never from. seen him in anything. But he's, I think he's famous from another little teen drama that just came out. Sounds about right. He looks like a teen heartthrob, you know what I mean? So there you go. Uh, those are all the characters we're doing because those are the only characters that actually matter. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we did the damn thing, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I'd say that's an episode. I agree. So stick with us next week as we come back with another movie. We haven't even picked out the movie and it's my pick and I'm usually like weeks out, you know what I mean? Um, so I'm way behind on the ball. Uh, if you have any suggestions on what we should watch, feel free to hit me up and let me know on Instagram, on TikTok. Uh, you can also find me on Letterboxd, and all my socials are down in the description. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions, and you are just old-fashioned, uh, feel free to email us at kkdatenight at gmail.com. And with that said, go watch a fucking movie.